0: Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. In today's episode, number 26, I hope to inspire you with a true story about one of my very favorite dead guys, uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl. Now, Dr. Frankl was a, a survivor of several Nazi Death camps, including Auschwitz. Um, I mean, despite incredible the incredible loss and suffering, uh, his his mindset empowered him to endure, and he even um, could thrive as he went on to teach others what he'd learned. So, as you well know, suffering is part of life. I mean, none of us are going to avoid it. Uh, we all just need strategies to deal with suffering and loss uh, when. When it strikes us. So, now this is information you're going to want. Well, Dr. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist and a psychiatrist uh, who was working at a hospital in Vienna when the Nazi invasion started. He was also Jewish. Before the war, uh, Dr. Frankel was becoming quite famous for his research and his uh, incredible insights into mental illness and suicide prevention, uh, depression, just many of the, the things that were pla- plaguing people. As the persecution against the Jews intensified, uh, Dr. Frankel and his wife were offered asylum in the United States. But, uh, However, uh, this risk Rescue meant that he would have to leave his parents, a reality that really haunted him. So so one night, uh, Victor Frankl took a walk to think, to pray. Uh, he wanted to ponder his decision and seek God's guidance. So as he walked through the rubble of a bombed synagogue, he mindlessly picked up a stone and he put that stone in his pocket. Well, you know how it helps to... uh. Help you think about things to be, you know, kind of doing something mindlessly, uh, rubbing a stone, rubbing a coin, you know, chewing on something, uh, something you're really not consciously doing, but it kind of helps your um your mind going into that creative mode to figure a problem out. Well, later that night, when he was undressing for bed, he took a close look at the rock he had thoughtlessly put in his pocket. And it happened to be a fragment of the Ten Commandments. And it contained the Hebrew words for honor your father and mother. So so based on that experience, Dr. Frankel decided to stay in Vienna and um, with, his, with his wife, who was pregnant i don't know if i mentioned that earlier but that's pretty key uh, as time went on he and his wife along with his parents ended up you know on trains headed to nazi nazi work camps and of course they got they got separated um he pretty much knew that he had lost them and sure enough he had so you know over uh, the next five years or more dr frankel endured you know starvation torture he witnessed suffering beyond belief um he He describes in his I love his books, and i'll and I'll tell you about those in a minute, but he describes people uh, who would get their hopes up for a rescue, you know of gaining freedom, say, on Christmas Day, they would set some goal. okay, we know it's it's going to happen on Christmas Day. Then on Christmas, Christmas Day would come and go, and they would be just devastated, and they would give up. So when they would give up, Uh, Dr. Frankel noticed that they would be more likely to get physically ill and die, or they would get so depressed they would, quote, run into the wire, end quote. That means they would give up and throw themselves into an electric fence uh, because they just believed that life was hopeless and meaningless. Now, interestingly, uh, Dr. Frankel observed that that the the people who survived the longest in the concentration camps were not those who were necessarily the physically strong, but the people who survived were those who maintained a sense of control over their environment. So, you know, their environment was really their mind. They only could control their mindset. So, so one of um, Dr. Frankel's many inspiring quotes, um, is this, and I think you'll like it. I think it will inspire you. I, I just love it. I, it it really speaks to me. "Quote: We we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts, comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man, but one thing: the last of." Human freedoms—that is, to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. I mean, don't you love that? I mean, anything can be taken away from any of us, but we still have the freedom to choose our attitude about it, and we can't help everything. Everything that happens to us, but um, but we can. We can decide how we want to uh, to think about it. So that that particular quote is from Doctor Frankl's uh, worldwide best selling book, which is called "Man's Search for Meaning." It was originally entitled "A Psychologist Experiences the Concentration Camp." Now, he wrote this book in only nine days, um, and the first edition did not contain his name because he wanted to be able to express himself freely, and he wanted. Um, to not be afraid of any, you know, repercussions. Now, the English translation of Man's Search for Meaning was published in 1958 and it became an immediate international bestseller. Now, interestingly, Dr. Frankel saw the success of his book as a symptom of the Uh, mass neurosis of modern times I mean in other words he didn't think it was a good thing that that book did so well because he knew that the title promised to deal with the question of you know life's life's meaningfulness so I definitely recommend this book um I'd had it on my bookshelf for quite a while and then finally read it um last year during the quarantine. And I and even though the subject is, you know, the Nazi regime and concentration camps, it's really, really an uplifting book. It's a book that I think everybody would um would enjoy and and, and actually benefit from. Uh, it's just so inspiring. Uh, you know, because because suffering's inevitable in life. Uh, it's just how we deal with it. Uh, that we get to choose, and nobody can take that freedom away from us. You know, Doctor Frankel didn't call his his uh, his ideas, his strategies, vitality mindset, uh, which you know, which is kind of what. It, to me it's the same thing but he did term um his research logotherapy now logos um, or logo literally means meaning in greek and there's so much we can learn from logotherapy uh no matter you know where we are on life's journey it's it's a meaning centered approach and promotes freedom of choice and personal responsibility um now his treatment, dr frankl's treatment philosophy was based on his experience of you know all that he saw, um, you know amid this immense suffering, and and it's based on his decision to pursue meaning or define meaning through that suffering. Uh, he believed that uh, we can't change a situation; we don't have to necessarily think it's good, but we have to change ourselves. We have to change our perspective, and um, that's essential to thrive. And uh, because he made that very decisive dis- you know, action, he's helped millions and millions of people. He's written other books. He's lectured worldwide. Um, and he's even helping people now. I mean, as I said, one of my favorite dead guys, he died in 1997 at the age of 92. But logotherapy, um, you know. A therapy through meaning or finding meaning in in life is used in many, many counseling situations, including um, even among some Christian counselors. He also tells a story in one of his books. I don't I don't think it was Man's Search for Meaning, but I've read several about a man who lost his wife. It was one of Dr. Frankel's uh, patients who was just so depressed because he lost his wife. He loved his wife so much and he just didn't think he could go on living without her. So so Dr. Frankel uh, said, well, well, what would have happened if you had died first? And uh, the man just got this look on his face and tears in his eyes and he said, well, she would have been devastated. And so Dr. Frankel said, so, because she died first, and you're the one experiencing the devastation, you saved her from that. you you've taken that pain from her because she didn't have to live without you. And I mean, that sounds sort of simplistic, but it's but it really it really works. He's got a lot of of interesting things. It's not just seeing the bright side. It's um, It's actually just finding meaning, really finding, um, looking at the events of life and finding meaning. Because, you know, we all are searching for meaning. Life without meaning is, is, the experiences are pretty useless. I mean, um, you know, basically, uh, you're the boss of your own thoughts. Uh, You're the boss of your own attitudes. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says or does uh, or precisely what happens to you. Another book that Dr. Frankel wrote later was called uh, "Yes to Life," and that's where I why I named the podcast this. Um, it's it's actually called "Yes to Life" in spite of everything, and it was just recently translated into English, actually in twenty nineteen. It's a compilation of a series of public lectures that he gave in Vienna, um, you know, after the war. It's it's a really great book. And uh, so logotherapy, let's talk more about logotherapy. Dr. Frankel's logotherapy has, means healing through meaning, and it has three parts. And anybody can apply these strategies to big things in life or even to little things in life. So the first part of logotherapy is to develop a redemptive perspective on life, uh, also known as an eternal vantage point. Um, The second piece is... uh, that you need to pursue a purpose higher, you know, bigger than yourself, Uh, pursue a purpose bigger than yourself. And thirdly, you have to nurture uh, just a few close relationships in your life where you can be authentic and where you can be accepted unconditionally. So it's a redemptive perspective, a purpose bigger than yourself, and uh, authentic, unconditional relationships. So, here's a question for you: um, What you know? What tough situation are you currently facing, and how can you nurture your mindset in these three areas to better deal with this current situation? You know, I talk a lot about vitality mindset, vitality span, and it's not just about drinking water or eating vegetables or getting exercise. I mean, we are three part beings. We are. Ah, uh, body, soul, and spirit, and uh, defining soul as mind, will, and emotions. Our emotions are very, very diff, uh, very important, and they define often how we feel physically. Uh, as a physician, Doctor Frankel knew this, and he employed logotherapy to help his patients who were suffering from anxiety, from depression. Uh, He helped, used it to help people who were suicidal. I mean, it can be used in great times of disappointment, uh, in times of great fear. Uh, It's a, it's really a mindset strategy that promotes vitality. I've talked a lot about how stress affects people physically. I mean, it, it absolutely has physiological changes. So these principles can help each and every one of us. They're logical, they're sound. And, um, there's been a ton written on logotherapy. It's very interesting. So let me just quickly tell you a very personal, transparent situation in my life. Uh, any of you who know me, I'm very much an optimist. I was born an optimist. I, I naturally wake up on the sunny side of the mountain. Uh, I can perturb people because I find the bright spot in, you know, the dark situations. But but nevertheless, uh, there are areas in my life that, that can get overwhelming and that I can... Um, you know, feel anxiety. So if you've been listening to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, you know that I was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia about six months ago. Now, that problem was discovered accidentally. I, I took a blood test uh, to see how young my immune system was and found out that, oops, surprise, Dang it! Um, I apparently have an old person's disease, but you know I feel great. I my other blood values are optimal, and um, they just found it really early. But it still can be very anxiety provoking, even for someone who generally not only sees the glass half full, but sees the glass you know brimming over. So, as a person who loves to research, loves to learn, I love to teach people how to feel better and have. more vitality. Uh, I've learned way too much about this disease, and it can be scary. Looking at that trajectory can can be kind of scary. So, um, so I'm actually scheduled to get another big follow up blood test tomorrow and find out where exactly this has gone in six months. It might be better because I've been doing a lot of interceptive kind of kinds of um, activities, uh, or you can, who knows, it could be worse. But if I let myself think about that too much, I can get quite anxious, and I can let my thoughts get carried away. Um, so, so I use I use logotherapy to think about this to kind of reset my mindset, uh, you know, toward vitality. So here's what went through my mind when I look at the three parts of logotherapy. Um, so, what is the redemptive perspective in this? Well, I uh, found out early. That's very, very redemptive. Also, I can use this diagnosis to help other people. I mean, I'd already started this podcast when I got my diagnosis. I, I, I've been committed, you know, for my entire life, pretty much, to, to you know, learning. I mean, as a doctor, I, I love to help people. I love to uh, see people feel better. And that's what prompted me to... Um, you know, go back to school and do all the functional medicine training. Um, so, so my redemptive perspective is that, indeed, who's better equipped for this? I can help people with this. Also, part of my redemptive perspective um, is that I believe my life's in God's hands. I know that um, it apparently is part of his plan. I mean, if, if, CLL is part of God's plan. So be it. I will accept that and um, just look, you know, confidently at living life to the fullest and look confidently toward eternal life in heaven. Um, I'm not going to waste any time here uh, worried about that. When I reset my mindset. I mean, you know, you have to. It, t- it takes intention. Um, and it's and it's hard for all of us. Uh, the second piece of of logotherapy, is to pursue a purpose bigger than yourself. Well, you know, that purpose is to maybe help other people have hope, not just through chronic lymphocytic leukemia, but through any kind of, of illness or even just to feel better in life, even just to know that wherever you are today, you can feel better tomorrow by, by with simple stress-free strategies that you can change. I mean, that's what Vitality Mindset's all about. And, um, and I really want to help, you know, each one of you know that and enjoy your life to the max, not be one of those health weirdos that can't enjoy anything because they think, oh my, you know, do something bad, um, that is not worth it. But um but that's really my purpose bigger than myself. And then thirdly, uh the third piece of logotherapy is to nurture a few close, authentic relationships. And I thank God for that. I have uh I have my husband and my family and I have some awesome, awesome friends. And um I, you know, I want to be, you know, better at really nurturing those things. So I hope this helps. I mean, you know, how can logotherapy help you? How can it help you have a stronger vitality mindset? How can it help you have a, a longer vitality span? I mean, think about your redemptive perspective. I mean, do you believe that um, God is really in control? Do you live with joy? Do you live with hope? You know, what purpose bigger than you, yourself are you pursuing? I mean, this doesn't have to be, it's different for everybody. It doesn't have to be like world hunger. I mean, it can be, You know, working in a community garden, it can be helping a neighbor, you know, meals on wheels. I mean, it can be raising your own children. It can be nurturing your grandchildren. I mean, your purpose bigger than yourself is what gets you up in the morning. It gets you dressed. It helps you really seize the day. And then finally, you know, do you have a few close friends with whom you can be authentic and who who love you unconditionally? It's never too late to be a good friend or to make a good friend. Uh, Unfortunately, I I think too many people just settle for, you know, these pointless lives without hope, without purpose, you know, listening too much to the news, not nurturing close friendships. Um, But, you know, that can be that hopelessness can start to be normal. And if you've listened to many of Vitality Mindset uh, episodes, you know that what I think about normal, I mean, I think normal is not good. It's merely the usual, the regular pattern, and it's not what we want to be. Normal people are dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, And normal people are usually stressed out. Normal, you know, can leave you feeling hopeless uh, because the world can seem disappointing and there's going to be suffering. There's tons of wonderful things in the world, but um, you have to find meaning. You have to uh, look for meaning in all that you do. So remember, there's strategies to develop a vitality mindset. You just have to choose it. Uh, you know, as Dr. Viktor Frankl said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms is to choose your attitude in any given cer- set of circumstances, to choose your own way. So I hope this helps you um, Just enjoy your life more to have more vitality, to have more joy. Uh, I appreciate you joining me today for Vitality Mindset Made Simple. Remember, healthy does not need to be confusing, expensive, or no fun. Thank you for... spreading Vitality Mindset Made Simple. Uh, I would just ask each person listening to just tell one person about the podcast. Uh, Maybe it could help them, inspire them. We're now in 240 cities and 23 countries, and that's because of you. I thank you for subscribing, and I thank you for sharing. Blessings until next time.